You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome to Be Humane on Pet Life Radio. This is your host, Dr. Robin Gansert. This week's episode is coming at you from Capitol Hill. Yes, friends, we have just completed our day on Capitol Hill as we've celebrated military dogs taking the hill, the reunification and retirement of military dogs. We hosted this congressional briefing today to celebrate, to provide a celebration for these incredible warrior canines and their other human hero at that end of the leash. You know, friends, mankind has always had a special relationship with dogs. For thousands of years, dogs have comforted us, protected us, and given us their unconditional love. And time and time again, through the ages, they have proven why they are considered our very best friends. And nowhere is that remarkable bond between dogs and people more critical than on the battlefield. Soldiers have been relying on our four-footed comrades-in-arms since the beginning of organized warfare. It goes back to the Roman times and the Civil War. Even we had used dogs. And goodness knows that dogs were used in World War I as couriers and in World War II. They were used to identify enemy positions. And as we look at warfare today, we know that on the front lines, serving right beside our human heroes, are these incredible canines, so highly trained and highly specialized to do some incredible work to protect and save the lives of our service men and women in action. Did you know that these canines can detect with a nose that's a 100,000 times more powerful for scent? They can detect IEDs and weapon caches, and they can locate enemy positions. And I tell you the stories that we've heard today from heroes such as Staff Sergeant James Harrington, from Staff Sergeant Jason Boss, and from Sergeant Dino Miller. These stories of these human heroes and their unbreakable bond with their canine hero is just something that is not to be missed. Well, friends, today we're going to move quickly into letting them tell you about their experiences at our congressional briefing, and then we'll share more with our board chair at the end of the show. Thank you so much for tuning in. This is Dr. Robin Gansard. This is Be Humane on Pet Life Radio. We'll be right back, right after these messages. Stay tuned. It's dinner time in America where more pet parents trust PetSmart for natural and expert-recommended foods than any place else. And now, we've added more than 100 new varieties to our already wide selection of your favorite brands, like Simply Nourish, Authority, Wellness, Science Diet, and more. Do what's best for your pet. At PetSmart, happiness in store. Go to PetSmartDeal.com to find out this week's coupon code and save up to 30% on food, treats, toys, and more. And get free shipping on orders of $49. Go to PetSmartDeal.com. P-E-T-S-M-A-R-T-D-E-A-L.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Hello, this is Dr. Robin Gansard on Be Humane on Pet Life Radio. 
Today I'm coming with my wonderful friends on Capitol Hill, and we're reaching out to all of our listeners on Pet Life Radio with some amazing stories, stories of courage and valor, and really, we're going to hear some stories from heroes on both ends of the leash. I'm so proud to introduce to all of our listeners today, we have a very special guest that will be on the hill with us. We are here with Sergeant Dino Miller, who served with the U.S. Marines, and he's here with his very special hero dog, Thor, who served on the battlefields for a number of years with them. And we're so proud that American Humane Association was part of that reunification with Dino and Thor. Well, Welcome, Dino, and thank you so much for your service. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Well, Dino, tell our listeners about what you're going to be doing today on Capitol Hill. Uh, today on Capitol Hill, we're going to bring attention to the dogs that aren't getting reunited with their families, getting to come home and spend the retirement life. Instead, they're being recycled through the system, and they're looking for as much profit, pretty much, as the way it is with the contract dogs. So instead of a, a contract dog coming home and retiring with his handler, they're looking for other ways to make money. They'll contract. They'll give the dog out to government agencies or local and federal police departments before they even contact the handler. And so tell us about your experiences with Thor. And by the way, listeners, Thor is now laying down, belly in the air, having a great little rest before we go in and enter the cannon room where our congressional briefing will be held this afternoon with members of Congress, where Dino and Thor will be able to share their very special story. Tell us a little bit about how you were able to get Thor back in your life. Oh, it was a really long process from the very moment I left him or they took him from us. I was trying to find ways and avenues I could go to reacquire him back into my life. And uh, I started going to school up in Washington State, and a lady came in named Lauren Taylor, and she works a program through the prisons up there that the prisoners train service dogs, and they go back out to the community. Well, uh, she's the one that got me in touch with Senator Patty Murray's office in Washington, and they gave me all the right avenues of approach and who to contact, and I did that in 2011, which was the year I got out of the Marine Corps. And... uh, Three years later, just over three years later, I finally found out that uh, Thor is available for adoption. So I was I was really happy about that. But I mean, I even passed the word around to all the other handlers that wanted to adopt their dogs at the time. And they, I know uh, one of them, he's my really good friend. I was just at his wedding, Stephen Heath. He just got his dog back in February, and it kind of made me jealous at first because I was like, I told you how to do it, and I didn't even get. I don't hear anything about mine. So, uh, but then my other friend Jacobo, after I got. I got Thor. I was talking to him, and he's never going to see his again because now they recycled her out to a police department, so she'll be spending the rest of her years there until they decide to retire her, in which case the police officer that has her will get first choice. So when they finally called me, I was I was really happy, but I didn't have a lot of money at the time to go shipping him over, so I talked to Steven, and he's a, uh, the one that got Ivy, and he is the one that referred me to Mission K9, and uh, they helped him reunite with Ivy, and Mission K9 was redirected me to you guys pretty much, the American Humane Association. So it was like a conglomerate effort, like a joint task force. Everybody got together to make sure it got done, which was really nice because I, I wasn't expecting it. I really wasn't expecting to ever see him again. So I was really, 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 really wanting him to come home, but I was trying to be realistic and not get my hopes up. So when I got that email, I I was really shocked. I like started to tear up, and I didn't believe it was real. Uh, 
Well, it's definitely real, isn't it? It's definitely real today. And, um, you know, we all have tears when we hear your story. It's an amazing story of hope. I mean, 2011, you're out of the Marine Corps, and you want Thor back in your life. And you go through all channels to get Thor back. Thor is different than a military working dog because he was hired under the Marine IED program, which hired contract working dogs. Can you tell our listeners a little bit about why that is different? I don't know completely why it's different. I know that uh, the contract dogs through the IDD program, which uh, stands for IED Detection Dog, it's uh, we're kind of treated like second-class dog handlers by the military working dog community generally. And I know on our Camp Pendleton, California, the other dog handlers would kind of, uh, they would treat us like we're not real dog handlers because we only went to a month-long course or six weeks or something like that, and they go to like a 13 week course or 13 month course or something like that so they don't think we're real dog handlers but our dogs could do the same things that their ied IED detection dogs can do but better like they had uh malamois and uh, shepherds with these weird harnesses on and they had radios in them and they would talk in this little mic like a little microphone on their their neck and they'd try to tell the dogs what to do like and the dogs would get all frustrated and they they do it most of the time like some of them we, were fine but then some would get frustrated like they don't know what you want them to do and ours were all off a of hand and arm signals and like a whistle that we never really use we just use hand and arm signals and ours would they were spot on every time like we never had any issues we just tell them hey hunt it up and they'd go hunt it up they'd find it and they get paid and their dogs it looked like they were trying to go through a lot more tactical ropes and make it way too complicated but they reasons like that they believe that their program is obviously more better and effective than ours which like in where America everyone gets their own belief and I'm going to respect that you can have your own belief and I'll have mine so <laughs> Well, and you've served our country so proudly, and it gives us a chance to all have our beliefs. But at American Humane Association, we believe there's no such thing as a second-class hero dog. And so we believe today, and we're presenting on the Hill, that contract working dogs deserve the same benefits of military working dogs. And that's going to be one of the things that we talk about on the Hill. We're also going to talk about the fact that military working dogs has been great movement by the Air Force to reclass those dogs outside of equipment into something else. It's not quite done yet. We're all waiting uh, anxiously to see those things change. But we also want to see it change for contract working dogs. You know, listeners, we're here with Thor, a contract working dog, a hero dog who served with his wonderful uh, Marine Corps on IED program. And I'm going to tell you, I'm also here with an American hero. This is Sergeant Dino Miller, who served proudly with the U.S. Marines, helping to allow us to have the freedoms that we so enjoy every day. Dino, any final closing words about what Thor means to you? Thor is my everything. You could look up uh, the Tacoma News Tribune. It's a paper that was up there when I got him. We were surrounded by 15 different local medias and national medias, and so it's kind of stressful, like for me and him both. Like when he came down, he looked at me, and then immediately went around and smelled everybody else. So we didn't have that one-on-one. Oh, he remembers me. But as soon as we got home, he he remembered me. He was fine. He followed me everywhere. I couldn't get away from him. So, but uh, in the newspaper, it's even quoted as me saying that like, he was my everything in Afghanistan. Like there was one tent that we had on our compound where everybody was staying, and it had AC. And then a little mud hut room where everyone was staying had AC, but there was no room for all my stuff, all of his stuff. And so we stayed in our own little tent. And uh, originally we had a couple guys in there, but they found room for them. So we stayed there by ourselves throughout most of the deployment. So he was literally everything I had, like everything I had in Afghanistan. Uh, we didn't even have internet until July, and that was already like over halfway. Th- that was like four months into our deployment, three or four months. So we didn't really have free connection. We had a satellite phone, but that broke all the time. So he was literally everything I had. And then when we came back and we only had that, 
that short amount of time, like 15 minutes, say goodbye. I, I lost it. Everyone was ready to go party and spend time with their girlfriends and stuff, and I just wanted my doggy back. He just wanted his doggy back. How powerful is that to have your best buddy from the battlefield now be your best buddy at home? Well, listeners, I'm so proud of our efforts today on the Hill. We'll be right back with you with some more incredibly inspirational stories of these military hero dogs and the hero at the other end of the leash. Thank you. This is Dr. Robin Gansard, Pet Life Radio, Be Humane. Sit. Stay. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. Pet Life Radio, the number one pet radio network on the planet, joins forces with iHeartRadio to put the power of your pets in your pocket. Awesome. Download the iHeartRadio app and rock Pet Life Radio on your phone, on your tablet, on your Xbox, in your car. Pet talk, pet tunes, and fun pet times. Pet Life Radio and iHeartRadio. Positively possum. I'm not much of a reader, but I do wish I were more well-read. There are so many great books coming out. I wish I could find a way to keep up. Audible.com makes it easy to stay well-informed and catch up on your reading simply by listening. Audiobooks from Audible turn downtime into uptime. You'll be more productive and become well-read. Now I'm able to catch up on all the great books I've been wanting to read. With Audible, I feel smarter. Pet Life Radio listeners, try Audible.com now and get your first 30 days of Audible Listener Gold Membership plan free. And get a free audiobook. Choose from over 100,000 titles. To get this great deal, go to audibledeals.com. That's audibledeals.com. Hi, this is Marcy Davis and my service dog, Whistle, and we're your hosts of Working Like Dogs on Pet Life Radio. Working Like Dogs is the show where you can learn everything you ever wanted to know about working animals or working dogs. Whether you're a member of a working dog team or you've just seen a working dog or animal out at the mall or the grocery store and you're curious about how these amazing animals work with their human partners, then Working Like Dogs is the show for you. Join us for the inside scoop at Working Like Dogs on PetLifeRadio.com. Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Hi, this is Dr. Robin Gansard on Be Humane on Pet Life Radio. I'm here on the steps of the Capitol, just finished our congressional briefing on bringing the military war dogs home. And I'm here with Army Staff Sergeant James Harrington and military working dog Reiki. James, tell us what you did today. Me and uh, some fellow comrades in arms with their retired military working dogs went to Capitol Hill and presented our agenda with them today to try to get more care and uh, make the process of reuniting military working dogs and their handlers. Well, James, I know that, first of all, you've had an amazing, amazing military career, certainly a hero, and we're so proud to know you, and we thank you for your service. Can you share with us a little bit about what you and Reiki did on the front lines? Reiki and me originally deployed to Iraq in 2008, and we were attached to units to uh, do route clearance for them to make sure there was nothing that was going to injure some of our troops. And we did that for a year, and then we came back to D.C. where we were stationed and helped support a lot of the dignitaries and VIPs in the capital region. And then in 2010, we were redeployed to Afghanistan where we were attached to special operations, 
and we perform duties locating caches, clearing roads of IDs, and just overall protecting our fellow soldiers. Well, you know, uh, Reiki is a very special hero doll. Can you tell us how you and Reiki got reunited? Well, initially, I, when I got out the Army in 2012, White Reiki went back to Lackland to be assigned a new handler. And every moment, every breath she had, I was tracking to figure out where she was going, how she was doing. She redeployed to Afghanistan with her new handler. Her new handler had an injury, had to come back, and he decided to choose a different career. And initially called me up and said Reiki was available to come home. And he told me, and I put the paperwork in, and I thought the process was going to take a little longer. And it actually came back pretty fast. So when they called me and said, Reiki's ready to fly, you just need to come get her. I got on the phone and started calling organizations to help us. And Mission Canine Rescue said they would help us along, partnered with American Humane Association. And literally within days, uh, Kristen called me and said, hey, tell me where and when. We're going to go pick her up. And, you know, uh, June 26th, we were reunited in New Orleans. And then with that, we've become uh, ambassadors to help pay it forward through the Humane Association to bring our fellow comrades that came back and reunite them with their handlers. Well, I tell you, James, your story was so powerful, so passionate, so poignant on the Hill today. So many tears were shed as you shared your experiences with Reiki and, importantly, your bond with Reiki. I know you said something amazing. You said that Reiki's not a pet. What does Reiki mean to you? Well, she's my partner. She's my battle buddy. She's everything to me. Without her, I would not be home. Well, no, on behalf of all of our listeners on Pet Life Radio, we thank you for your service. We thank Reiki for her service, and we're glad you're back, and our hearts are with you. Thank you so much for being with us. This is Dr. Robin Ganser at Pet Life Radio from the Capitol Hill Briefing. Hi, I'm Kristen Maurer with Mission Canine Rescue, and I am with Robin Ganser of the American Humane Association on Be Humane Pet Life Radio. Chris, I think we have to get you your own radio show, my friend, so you can tell the stories every week of the incredible work that you do and your organization does. You know, our listeners have been enjoying today these segments from the Capitol Hill Briefing, listening to the stories of the dogs and their soldiers, hearing from our American Humane Board Chair, hearing some of the remarks. It's been very exciting and very touching. What did you think about today? I absolutely am overwhelmed. I'm overwhelmed at what the American Humane Association has done and pulled together in such a short amount of time um, to to help reunite these soldiers and for both four-legged and two-legged soldiers. And I'm overwhelmed and just completely touched that so many people care. And I know that I did, and I know I fell in love with these dogs originally and then got to know the handlers involved and I fell so madly in love with all of them, and I'm just so happy that others get to see it as well. Talk about others seeing it. That was quite the day today. This is a day where we celebrate our congressional briefing, Military Dogs Take the Hill. That was the theme today. And while we're in the dog days of summer, this was really the hero dog days of summer as we celebrated the reunification that American Humane Association has done with Chris's fine organization. And listeners, I know you love these stories. And what I'm going to do is seriously get Chris back every month just to tell us what she's doing, what she's up to, and tell us about those reunifications that we're doing to make happen when we're celebrating the power of the human-animal bond and the difference it is to bring these soldier dogs home and reunite them with their soldiers on the other end of that incredible leash. 
You know, I was touched by Dino Miller. I was touched by Jason Boss. I was touched by James Harrington. Tell us a little bit about your thoughts and hearing those men recount their stories from Iraq, Afghanistan, their tours of duty, and how what I saw were so many tears, tears in the halls of Congress as these heroes celebrated and really shared their tale. Can you tell us what you saw? I saw these amazingly strong soldiers get up there and talk about their dogs and weep because they had been separated from them and the trauma that it caused them being separated from them and then coming together and getting them back and watching them become a little bit whole again after so much time uh, and so much they've been through that, that we can't even understand stateside. And I just admire them so much and I think that I think everybody in Congress, I think it was just everybody. It got everybody today. Mm -hmm. And it was just so beautiful. I'm so proud of these guys. And I have such a, I'm so blessed because I get to know them personally and on this intimate level when we're working on getting their dogs home. And they become my kids almost. And I just get so attached to them. And so when they're up there speaking like that, and I know that they have PTSD, and I know the issues that they have, but they're there with their dogs, and they they just shine. And I just can't be more proud of them and what they did today. Well, I know there are tears in your eyes, as I saw throughout the day. And I'm going to tell you, there were a lot of journalists in the room, journalists who sat there and had tears in their eyes. These uh, folks have heard a lot of stories, but there's nothing more moving and touching than when you share the power of the human-animal bond, which is what you spoke about today so passionately, with the stories, the stories of these soldiers and bringing back their battle buddy, bringing back, as Sergeant Harrington said, his partner. And we were able to do that together. Chris, I can tell you, on behalf of American Humane Association, we are so proud to be able to work with you. You're a fine organization. And I'd like to ask listeners to listen to what Chris's web address is so you can learn more. Learn more about these issues. Visit her web address. Chris, tell people how they can get a hold of you. Thank you so much. It's www.mission, the letter K, number nine, rescue.org. Very important. What an incredible group, Mission Canine Rescue, out of Texas, out of California. They're doing this incredibly inspirational work in partnership with our group, American Humane Association. I couldn't imagine a better partner in this space, Chris. And thank you for being on this journey with us. So proud to know you, and thanks for your laudable work. You know, we've been reporting all day from our Capitol Hill briefing, our congressional briefing with Hero Dogs, and our listeners know that we have loved this Hero Dog for more than a year now. I am so pleased and proud to say that Carlos, our Military Hero Dog of the Year with the American Humane Association Hero Dog Awards, is here in my office in Washington, D.C., taking a much-needed nap after testifying on on the hill telling his story and I also have Carlos's mom in the house Ruby Ridpath and Ruby you are an inspiration to so many so eloquent in your remarks today on the hill you didn't leave a dry eye in the audience my friend how did you do it and tell our listeners what you had to say oh Robin it was an amazing event today the first part of the whole entire briefing was filled with emotion watching 
heroes at both ends of the leash speak. And I'm so glad that I was able to portray part of that emotion as well to everyone. The relationship shared between these handlers and the dogs is amazing. The need for our military working dogs to be brought home when they're retired overseas. The need for our contract working dogs to be brought back when they could be left or sold or adopted out uh, is so great. And to see everyone made my heart just swell with pride and joy and actually much love for this beautiful hero that I adopted. Talk about that beautiful hero you adopted, Carlos. Carlos has uh, really been an inspiration for more than a year now to so many people across America who read his story, learned of his story, saw the tribute video last year on the Hallmark Channel for the Hero Dog Awards. Carlos is an amazing, amazing hero. There's lots of lessons learned, too, that we brought today, that you brought so eloquently today to the Hill about Carlos as a contract working dog. Can you share with our listeners what is a contract working dog and what does that mean? Oh, more than happy to. A contract working dog is basically a dog that is owned by a private company that has contracted with the Department of Defense to provide dogs that will do the same jobs working alongside our military working dogs. There was not enough in inventory of our military working dogs, so the contract working dogs were brought into play for Iraq and Afghanistan. They are amazing dogs, and Carlos has been through so much not only in his five years of continuous service overseas between Iraq and Afghanistan, but since he came home. Four days after he came home, he had a cancerous tumor removed. Three weeks later, he had his spleen removed. And a few months later, he survived laryngeal paralysis surgery. You know, today he keeps fighting on. He is still a warrior. He is fighting through vestibular disease, colitis, and cardiomyopathy. And I think these contract working dogs have been for so long just considered a lesser quality of dog. But they go through the same intensive training and the same certifications as our military working dogs. To me, there's no difference other than one letter, and that's an M versus a C at the beginning of their title. So they're all heroes, and Carlos, to me, is even more a hero because he's mine, and he's continued to fight on with a never-give-up attitude. Well, never give up attitude is also your attitude, Ruby. So I think, you know, that apple is not falling far from the tree. But you're right about Carlos. And Ruby, I want to encourage all of our listeners to visit the Hero Dog Awards site where they can see that beautiful tribute of you and Carlos talking about his story. Any closing words for our listeners on Pet Life Radio? I do have closing words, and it's the same words that I used at the Hill today. And that is, our troops live by the creed leave no one behind. I believe it is our obligation to leave no dogs behind as well. Ruby, God bless you. God bless Carlos. And God bless America. This is Dr. Robin Gansard on Pet Life Radio. We'll be right back. Sit. Stay. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. Dogs leave fur wherever they go. It collects all over the home. There are many tools designed to stop dog hair spreading. But their effectiveness varies, and afterwards you have to clean the tool, then the floor. With the Dyson Groom Tool, you simply deploy the bristles, then gently brush the coat. Loose fur is removed, while dead skin and allergens are captured by the vacuum. And to clean up, you simply release the trigger. 
To get this awesome Dyson Groom tool, go to DysonDeals.com. That's DysonDeals.com. Hi, this is Jody Miller-Young from Bark and Swagger. Tune in for everything pet fashion and more. From fashion tips and runway trends, products and designs I love, to fabulous home decor for your furry friend, you'll find it all here. Be the first to discover the new. So what are you waiting for? Find me on Pet Life Radio. And remember, when fierce fashion calls, bark and swagger. Every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Hi, this is Dr. Robin Ganser, Pet Life Radio, live from Capitol Hill today. We've just finished our congressional briefing, bringing back the military hero dogs. I'm here with the American Humane Association board chair, John Payne. John, how was it today? Oh, it was fabulous, Robin. The stories that were told by the uh, heroes, the military heroes with their dogs, and the fact that they've been reunited with them as a result of the generosity of the American Humane Association. It's just a fabulous day. Well, you know, here we are in very hot dog days of summer. I think we renamed these days the Hero Dog Days of Summer. Sure is hot out here in Washington, D.C. We brought a couple of military hero dogs here. John, which story touched you the most? Well, you know, every one of them. When you, when you hear what these soldiers have gone through and uh, the companionship that these dogs have brought to them, And when they're finished, uh, their deployment, the fact that they can't live without them, it's just, uh, it just tears you apart. And, you know, although uh, a lot of the military folks that we talked to today, you know, had it relatively um, easy from the standpoint that uh, they didn't get wounded or uh, injured seriously, but still you could see the effects that war has on these folks and the fact that uh, they have their dogs is helping them to heal. And that's what we were all about today, sharing the healing power of the bond, bringing home these hero war dogs, the battle buddies, and reuniting them with their soldiers. It was a celebration, wasn't it? It was a real celebration, a celebration of the human-animal bond, the strength that it has, Uh, the compassion that people have shown for their military heroes and now reuniting them with their best friends as they've described them was just uh, amazing and awesome. Background noise here on Capitol Hill. Thank you so much for being with us today and thank you for your leadership of American Humane Association. Thank you, Robin. It was a pleasure. Well, friends, you've heard you've heard about military working dog Ricky, uh, who's amazing. You've heard about contract working dog Thor. We love Thor. You've also heard from Ruby, who's the proud mom of our contract working dog Hero of the Year in 2013, Military Hero Dog of the Year, that is. Carlos, uh, he won the military dog category and is really, uh, really an amazing testimony to courage. This dog did uh, did some amazing things in his career, and to have him appear 
here today on Capitol Hill meant so much to the members of Congress and to all of those who came to join us. You know, American Humane Association has been working with the military for a 100 years to keep our soldiers, their families, and military animals safe. You know, we're continuing this very proud legacy today with powerful programs to protect those who protect us, including our campaign to bring home all heroes and to make sure they get a hero's welcome, a loving forever home, and the happy, health, and dignified retirement they so deserve after a lifetime of service to their country. We ask Americans and our leaders to work on their behalf and to honor their service. And we also applaud the military, particularly the U.S. Air Force, on really addressing issues, particularly the issue of changing the classification of these military working dogs from equipment to something that we know feels so much better. The Air Force is in process of making those changes in their manuals, and we want to thank them for really stepping out on this issue and thank them for doing the right thing for these hero dogs. Well, this is Dr. Robin Gans. And I can tell you that today has been one of the most special moments in my career, my journey, and especially my journey with the American Humane Association, to personally witness the tears that were shared by these human heroes as they shared their passionate testimony about the bond, the bond that all animal lovers know that exists, the bond that becomes unbreakable when you're serving our country on the front lines. These are truly heroes on both ends of the leash. Thank you so much for joining us today. This is Dr. Robin Ganser, Pet Life Radio, Be Humane. Make this week and every week a humane week and help us, join us to build a more humane and compassionate world. To learn more, visit AmericanHumane.org. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.